This episode of Tell a Friends is brought to you by Genie's Love Potion. Rub it on your extremities and get the love started. That's not true. Thanks. So good to be back, Bo! Yeah, welcome back, Will. We don't hate, we just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Yeah, man. Can I tell you why we're here? Yo, man, I got a fist in the air right now. I just want you to know. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Telefriends, where we're playing the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. My name is Bo. Joining me today is uh, the, the, the third chair, returning guest host, Telefriends' own Joan Rivers, Will Solari. Hey, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I am fucking thrilled to be back. The other, the other ground rules of the show are that usually Casey is the regular co-host, and usually Casey has heard all the messages, but Bo hasn't heard any. Bo is me. Today... Bo, me, has, have? I've heard all the messages. Will hasn't heard any of them. None. Yo, and also we have a special theme today. And that theme, Bo, is mm-hmm. love. Yeah, dude. Will Solari wants love to talk about love. Let me, let, me, let me say this. This, is, this plays right into the theme. Okay. I was thrilled to host once. Yeah. But our man Casey was out sick. Yeah. Casey now has a baby. True. He's out with that beautiful baby and Correct. his beautiful lady. That is love, my friend. And I am so fucking thrilled to tie all those things together and be back in a way that doesn't involve Casey being on his deathbed. Well, to that end, let's play this <laughs> call that fucking... Uh, let's talk about it. All right. Hey, guys. It's Molly. Just what up, sitting Molly? here with Miss Claire June, taking a nap after having a meal. Telefam. She's very excited to be a new member of the Telefamily, and most of my calls for the very new future are probably going to be baby-related. That makes sense. God bless you both. Of, uh, the center of our world right now. <laughs> With that said, uh, I was curious. Uh, Will, question for you about love. Yes. Um, I know you've got some cute kiddos, and I think oh. your daughter's even called on the show. I just wondered how your conception of love um, changed, if it did, after having kids. This is a good question. Thanks. You guys have a great episode. Thanks, hey, Molly. Molly. Yeah, that's a good question. Did your did your idea of love change having had adorable children? And first of all, Molly, congratulations. Word. Baby girls are the best. Um, yeah. Fuck, it totally changed. And here's the thing. Uh-huh. You never realized how you could ever love something so much in your life. Huh. Like it is it is like it is like holding uh the the nuclear football to your heart. It is impossible. <laughs> And that thing, that that entire love and overwhelming feeling of everything being right in the world and the universe and the preciousness that is a life that you somehow managed to create despite all your <laughs> fuck-ups and everything else in your life. Your life, not Molly's. Yeah, no, you're I'm speaking from my life. Right. Uh, is, is eventually only becomes matched with the amount of sheer frustration they cause you also. <laughs> So it is an amazing conundrum. At first, you're like, oh my god, how can I love anything so much? Which eventually is followed by, oh my god, how can I love something so much that makes me want to kill myself? <laughs> is it so like, is it like in Zelda, an, where like, you get like a container heart? Like a whole new level? Oh yeah. Oh no, it's Link through and through, man. It's like, it's like you found a cave, and then it was a free container heart, and your, your life capacity doubled yeah or your your ability it's like you know remember when uh, the grinch's heart like exploded with happiness it right. doubled in size that happens but that also that doubling like i said occurs with all the other things that could uh, potentially make you want to jump off your cliff due to the amount of, that you love them <laughs> so <laughs> and you know the other thing about that though too yeah. um and, and again I, I don't mean to make this a theme for me my, the, the, my today my, we're here to talk to will solari about love well, one of my friends and former coworker Shannon was listening to the show for the first time the other day, and she was like, "Yo, did you just talk about beating up a teenager on the internet?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, kinda." You didn't really beat anybody up, though. Right? Exactly. I think she thought that's where it was heading, though. She's texting yeah. me in real time as she was listening to it. And um, 
Dude, that's you, the other weird thing about kids. You love them so much that you were like, you see like another kid just being a kid. Nothing like super shitty, even though there are shitty kids out there. But like they're on a playground or something, and like another kid kind of nudges them out of the way to get to something. Yeah. And that that love instinct is like, I will punch that kid in the fucking face. <laughs> I, will, I will smack that smug fucking kid's mouth right now for getting in the way of that thing I love so much. That's the other weird thing. You would it's give like, that how? kid. Would you say you would give that kid some frontier justice? Oh my god. With a bullet, oh, like Jesus. that's uh, it, that's the other weird thing is you're just like I would never hit a child, and you're like unless that child like fucking made my kid cry, then I break that kid's teeth out. <laughs> its teeth it doesn't have yet. So let's talk about justice for a minute, if you don't mind. Nope. Yes. It's, is, it's, it, but it's, is there any? Bo, let me ask you: Is there is there any justice in love? Well, this or is, caller, or is love without justice? This caller, along with I believe Dr. Cornell West, would like to discuss mm-hmm. it with you. Hey there. I've heard it said that justice is what love looks like in public. By your reckoning, well, then, what ought to be our biggest love fishes to fry publicly or as a greater society? Thank you. So oh man, let's let's deconstruct that. Yeah, for a let's second. parse that for a second because I'm not sure I agree because I've heard of a little thing called the kiss cam, and that seems like <laughs> what love in public is all about. Well, true. I mean, also, uh, so so the premise is that. Love in public is justice. Justice is what love in public looks like, I believe is the quote. What? But what if you love without hope? Then what? There's no justice <laughs> and hope, right? There's no justice in like, you know, I mean, God, I would love to be able to fly through outer space, but that's just not going to happen. Like, where's the justice in that, though? <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I don't know what to tell you. You, Will can't fly through outer space. Where's the justice in that, dog? Love is dead. (laughs) Deal with that. So, yeah. So, now again, what do you... Bo, co-host, what thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on that? I mean, I think that we, like, often uh, associate justice, like, the word justice, I think, connotes that sort of, like, frontier justice, like, we almost equate it with karma or something. Um, I think what the quote justice like justice is what love in public looks like. I don't think refers to that same kind of thing. I think, I think when wrongs are righted, and when you know everyone is treated equally under the eyes of the law, I think that's what that quote's about. And I think there's some truth mm. to that for sure. Um, I think. Yeah. I think you have to qualify. I think you have to decide decide what you're talking about when you're talking about justice. Yeah, and, what, and I think there's a whole like line of quotes you could add to this, or a series of posters. Sure. Love is blind. Yes. Justice should be blind. Justice also blind. And I think maybe I, if if I was going to get op- overly romantic about it, I would say that you know everything feels just in the world when you're in love in public right like if i'm walking around oh, with yeah, with with the object of my affection or love you know i could see like two cats eating each other and i'd be like you know it's great i'm in love <laughs> so maybe it's just like this is like blind naivete here's my know. question have you ever seen the tv show justified oh yeah do you Please. love it dog I've never do, do I love do I love like an oxycontin methed out version of deadwood you tell me man please believe so maybe that's what love in public looks like <laughs> justified except you know what here's the problem with justified i love everything i've about never seen show, an episode <laughs> except the fucking like bubba sparks sounding theme song dog is it bubba sparks i'm no now I'm back but in. it might as well be it's like it's like this kid rock sounding like hey, nonsense because they're like hold the fuck it's on. hillbilly let's hair would not fucking songs, conflate of hip-hop let's let's back up and not conflate bubba sparks and kid rock yeah brutus that's my dog <laughs> come here <laughs> alright so okay uh, um, I think justified I, yeah it's great love it hate it Let's go to the next caller. Hey, telefriends. Hello. This is Jessica, long-time listener. Oh, hello. Um, second-time caller. Welcome back. But it's been a while since my first call. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> since I'm quite fond of your guest co-host this week, I thought it would... That's Will. Will Solari. She's quite fond of you, which I think is important to note, because... There's a part of this call where I 
do not know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> so, like, I feel like you're going to become in real and handy. On the, okay. It would be a perfect time for me to call you all back. Yes. Um, True. So... Although, yo, does, do, does, do, does fucking Will have to be on the show in order for you to call the show? Like, yo, come on, man. We're around. Telefriends is here. This is episode 31. I want to Please. talk about how completely and utterly in love I am with rocking chairs. Um, <laughs> I'm seriously obsessed with them. <laughs> I think there's something so soothing and so wonderfully satisfying about a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. I actually Word. have two in my home, and I rock in them constantly. Um, they're great. I mean, I really think if I were to describe um, the most perfect, most relaxing morning, it would be me in a rocking chair mm-hmm. um, on a deck overlooking a gorgeous mountain range sure. um, with the warmth of the sun in my face mm. and sipping on my coffee with my mm. favorite bearded man beside of me just talking. Just talking shit. I mean, that was just, the yeah. So, with that being said, okay. um, I have a jam in. This is where I need you, Will. And I'm going old school with Gwen McRae's rocking chair. Hi. <laughs> What the fuck? What is? What is? What are you talking about? Who? What? All right, let's let's just start from the beginning. Yeah, I know the whole rocking chair thing. Sure. Jessica is my 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 number one special lady friend. Uh oh. She lives and a little ways away from me, so we often talk on Facetime, whatever else. And if I happen to be Facetiming her, yeah. Nine times out of ten, she is sitting in a rocking chair, just loving the shit out of life. You know what I like? I like moment. a glider. Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's essentially the rocking chair she's got in her house. Right. And that's the look, thinking man, man's rocking chair. Yeah. Like if, if what I was talking about, that scenario is describing before where, where everything feels just and right in the world. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on with my main girl, Jessica, as long as she's in that chair, everything <laughs> in the world is going to be okay. Okay. Even having like a bonehead fucking boyfriend like Will Slary. So I'm not going to argue that. Um, do you With think- that said, I I don't I I was not allowed to know. I mean, I she she told me that she called in with a jam in. Yeah, I did not know what it was about, and I do not know anything about this song. So I want to say that I want to say this is the like, third time I've listened to this call trying to figure it out. I want to say she says Gwen McRae's rocking chair. Um, I can find out right now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm one step ahead of you, friendo. Um, I've never heard of Gwen McRae. Tell you that right now. But I'm right. fucking ready to find out about a jam. So here it is. I bet it. I bet it. It rocks. Oh shit, I am not mad. <laughs> ah. This feels right. Yeah, it does. Just. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. Come to me, baby. Ooh, let me be your rocking chair. Just rock oh, nice. me Do it, Quinn McCray. Shelter me from all hurt and pain. Carl. It's a lot of pressure to put on a rocking chair. Let me just say, coming from Jessica and knowing how much that wonderful woman loves rocking chairs, that was a very endearing jam in. Aw. You guys Thanks, are having Jessica. a moment on Telefriends, and I, I'm, I feel happy to have facilitated that in some small way. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm glad we could all share in this, this <laughs> magical love episode together. Uh, so you have a jam out. Uh, first, Let's it see, can't man. be that... keep on a rockin' me, baby. I know. Man, but that... That was a good that that man. That's a magic summary of so many things with the call, with the things that she loves, and with just a, how fucking smooth was that song? All right, all right. What I got, what I think I have, and what I think will work mm-hmm. is 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 
chest is very smooth. I'm going to keep it smooth. So you, so, sorry, so, sorry, the, we had tech difficulties, so you wanted to play what now? The Brothers Johnson? Yeah, so, like, you know, there's that level of, like, smooth and innuendo. Yeah. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a similar one. Go with Stomp. The Brothers Johnson is a similar era, but they, they kick up the, you know, we go from a rock to a, to a, like a, you know, you can imagine that rocking back and forth to just that bring it in four on the floor ah you can, i can roller skate to this shit oh man i could do a number of love related things to this song stop <laughs> i'm not talking about sex bro i'm talking about justice <laughs> so you know how like when you go to school when you're like yo so you take your kids to school right so like you know how like you're on the same schedule as like other people in the neighborhood and crap there's this dude who we were on the same schedule with who uh, drove a fucking like 88 IROC Z. And it was yellow, like banana yellow and fuchsia, like two-tone paint job. And I was like, me and my sister were like, this is the dopest fucking thing ever. <laughs> and, and it was called an IROC. That's how that ties back. Right on, Brothers Johnson. Stomp. Man, produced by Quentin Z. Jones, another human whose work and body of produced work I love. He, like, thought the Brothers Johnson were going to be, like, the, the next huge-ass thing, and I kind of think they should have been. I, in terms of their influence, I do not think he was wrong. I, I'm, I'm with you on this. Um, did they have the commercial success? Sadly, no. No. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> However, uh-huh. man, that is a jam. That's a fucking they have, jam. They have, they have a handful of undisputable like boogie bass disco and not disco dance like disco dancing but like dance oriented yeah pre like house beautiful hits funky and smooth <laughs> just like God Will. bless them so, so okay smooth so, and funky. so last episode uh so we have we have instituted a new feature on the show called uh where you at and last yeah. episode we were talking about where's rachel at because it had been a long time since rachel had called in and, and uh yeah rachel she fucking answered the call no word. Yeah, she's back. Welcome back, baby. Hey, Telefam. It's Rachel. Hey. Uh, I missed y'all, too. I realized I hadn't called in a while, so I had a fair amount of ground to cover. Uh, so, three points first. Uh, first point, uh, really far callback to, like, maybe episode two or three, where uh, Brendan, hi, buddy, was talking oh. about um, Deep hearing cuts. somebody else. Uh, used the bathroom in the stall next to him and realizing it was a co-worker. I remember this. Uh, why don't y'all just put a radio in the bathroom? <laughs> right? So when I worked at uh, a startup for a very brief period, uh, we had a radio in the ladies' bathroom, so that way if someone was kind of like shy about you know, social anxiety using the restroom, they would be able to uh, kind of mask themselves with the music, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I actually really like, and that's kind of weird at my current job using it. I maintain that what you need is a fucking speaker that's just playing the sounds of farts and shitting noises. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's like a brown noise machine. Yeah, just like, oh, well, I'm just going to slide in here wherever. Like, no one can tell what's me and what's not. Yo, know, and man, I, I, I think I might have made this call that she's talking about that, um, where I didn't under was this the one where I was talking about where I didn't understand like why you guys never wanted to poop in public and then I was pooping a lot at my work. <laughs> no, I think this is kind of a, a revelation of for everyone. Continued topic of discussion on telephones and shitting at work and how gnarly yeah. it is. It's weird. Well, maybe I just thought about calling in and talking about this, but yeah, it was. It, it, and then like I heard a guy like like void his like entire GI tract next to me, and I was like, I never want to poop in public again. <laughs> Let's keep here with Rachel. Mostly silent bathroom. So, pro tip, uh, you should do that, Brendan. Uh, number two, I want to answer that technical support question okay. about that song uh, that went in a strange way. Stop right there. Right, I don't, don't know if you... Know this one. So, <clears throat> just to refresh the audience, we mm-hmm. we, uh, we had a call a while back where this dude wanted to... It was kind of a name that tune kind of call. This guy wanted to know to figure out what the fuck this call was this, this song was that he had heard it went like this right. what's this song <laughs> 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 
That that part wasn't part of it. Sorry, I hit a, a little <laughs> one-up toy by accident that was on my table. <laughs> it was a good little ender for it. Anyway, yeah, that was right. a song. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't the theme song. I listened. I heard that part. Right. I'm pretty sure that the caller was actually listening to Out in Space by LCD Sound System, huh. and they were specifically mm. listening to the version on the Live at Madison Square Garden album. Really? So uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. The time that I think it is in the song is around the um, seven-ish minute mark. So oh, Okay, hold right there. I swear to God, I hope we've cracked the case on this, because I don't like... <laughs> Well, and I really wanted to help with this because I have zero superpowers except one, and that is I can hear like the first like yeah. five seconds of any song. I know what song it is if I've heard that song before. You don't feel like you? I know I got nothing on this one, man. There's so... no like psychic needle moving. There's nothing like it's. Let's check out minute seven of ten minutes and twenty four seconds of Out in Space by LCD Sound System. Oh, sure. Huh? Yo. I mean, it's in it's in line with that like cop rock. It that could be it. I really want to put that bit to bed too. <laughs> kind of hey man, let's just call it case closed. Yay! Thank you, Rachel. Let's get to the last... See in jail, LCD sound system. <laughs> what? I don't know. Book them, Bo. Hey, can we talk about that? In a second. Let's finish Rachel's call. Or yeah, Hold on. Just... Shortly. And then a weird thing that just recently happened to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I was riding the bus home. I got off the bus. And the bus driver, like, parked the bus and got out of the bus and, like, called me, flagged me down. I came back, and apparently he's a pastor, and he gave oh. me his huh. card, and I felt like he was trying to get me to go to his church, uh, mm. which, as, like, a Jewish person, kind of a, like, shit move, right? So, mm. I called Capital Metro and, like, left a complaint, and the call I got back from his supervisor was, like, the Go worst. to church. They sounded like either they had just woken up from a power nap or like <laughs> likely they just didn't give a shit. So entirely uh, likely. What do you think about bus drivers trying to proselytize while also following you off the bus? It was kind of weird. Mm. Uh, I'll talk to y'all soon. Congrats on the baby, Casey. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you for calling, Rachel. Welcome back. To yeah, tell girl. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Fucking me too, dog. First of all, if you if you aren't good enough as a preacher to make it without having a, 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 a side job, which is being a bus driver, which, to be fair, God is his co-pilot, <laughs> so that might just be the safest bus on all of Metro. <laughs> Maybe. And if you're this kind of preacher in the first place... Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm saying nothing about, like, look, you know, do your job, do it well. I'm into it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. <clears throat> This is a, a, a little-known fact about me. Nothing I'm proud of. Uh, You're a bus driver? But I've ridden on a bus exactly two times in my life. Mm. Um, it's not a thing I do uh, in my life. So, uh, And I feel a little bit guilty about that. <laughs> but, like, this well, kind of well, I mean, shit whatever. is exactly why I don't ride the bus. <laughs> like, this kind of shit. Like, get the fuck out of my fucking face with your shit. I don't care. I don't care about your shit. I'm trying to do my shit. Well, so this is a good segue. But right, like, to tie also, it back can to we, love, like, though, yes, do yes. you think he's just a, a, don't he's a pastor, bus, or do you think like, he's like, like, uh, this is a way for me to proselytize to people, or do you think what I think, which is like, this is this dude and his way to like talk to strange women, like, do you know what I mean, like? Well, so so when I worked at Disney, I rode the bus every day, right? Because you have to, like, if you you you, you ride the bus into the place because there's really no. It's not like employee parking. To be they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let you ride the Wedway People Mover. I mean, yes, you can drive that, but no, you don't drive it into work. They wouldn't you ruin let you the, take ma- the. You ruin the magic, Bo. If they see you being a normal person outside of the confines of a, of a magical kingdom, they wouldn't let so, you monorail in. My God, I know you wish you would think, right? Fucking a. Or you think there would be a, an underground monorail, their own subway, but no. 
um, you ride a bus, like, and it's not even like a, and the crazy thing is it's not even like a, it's not even like a metro bus. It's like a tour bus, you know, <laughs> like the big words. But a lot of, a lot of older people work at, um, work at Disney after they retire. And the bus driver that I saw almost like every morning was this older guy named Sal. And Sal, every single day, would complain about his wife on the bus oh. and how they would fight and all this shit. And, like, really, like, after being there three months, I was like, Sal, I was like, dude, look, man, I don't know shit about shit. I'm, like, 20, you know, I'm working at Disney. I hate my life. Um, but why don't you just, like, get divorced? Like, you guys fucking fight all the time. And he goes... And I'm not going to pretend to do his accent, but he's from upstate, like New York, somewhere. He's like, Will, when you can't fuck anymore, fighting is the best thing on earth. <laughs> Whoa. That dude... And I feel, like, I feel like I got the opposite advice that Rachel got, because I was like, fair enough. Like, <laughs> that dude sounds like an angry person. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, he, <laughs> he's living the dream. Fuck, Sal, I hope... And I, and here's, you know the other thing, like Brutus, <laughs> my dog, man, Brutus, fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, I'm dying for you to fuck off right now. So speaking of fighting, so but here's the thing, and the other thing is, if she, I can't, it, it doesn't surprise me that she called the Capital Metro people and they're like, "What? We hate our lives too. What do you want?" Like, <laughs> do you think that fucking like you had a shitty experience on the bus? This is my job every day. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Ultimately. It's a message to dudes in the world. People in the world in general, but really just the dudes, because they're the ones that have the problem with this shit. Which is that, like, there are fucking, like, situations and circumstances under which it's completely plausible and uh, even encouraged to talk to a stranger who is a woman. But the fucking bus is not that fucking time. Like, it's not. Chill the fuck out, dog. Yeah, don't just chill the fuck up. Just back up. Just back up, Buster. I'm just. I'm just gonna. We had a job in which it almost could have made sense. Like if someone wanted to like take a time out and and hit on somebody or whatever else. I don't. I don't think that's okay, right? I don't but either, like, dude. But but I'm yeah. Maybe I don't I'm fucking hit on anybody at work. That's fucking gross, like, dude. Hey, time out from these people that are paying me. I have some <laughs> unwarranted advances I need to put out there. <laughs> About religion, yeah, yeah. I got nothing. So your buddy Sal, who wanted to fight because he couldn't fuck, (laughs) Um, he maybe could have uh, um, used call this call. Hi, telefriends. This message is for Will. Will, you seem lightly antagonistic. Lightly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this person sort of knows me. Have you ever found in your life um, that with people you love, you've maybe had need for, let's call it an anti-safe word. So a word where you might let... um, In my head! (laughs) That's like, okay, I said the word, go crazy! (laughs) Well, yes. Yes, and let's finish this call, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. Your loved one know that you're feeling particularly contrarian at that moment, maybe itching for a fight, just so that the playing field is leveled and fair? Um, and if so, how, how has that worked for you, and how would you advise the rest of us about using anti-safe words in our life? Just Thanks so lock much. yourself in the bathroom like a normal person. So here's my thoughts. I, 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 I wouldn't call it, first of all, it's an unsafe word that you need. <laughs> And I think I think every great friendship should have one of these. It's okay. a safety vow. It's a thing that's like this happens with me and Jacob before. Like, like he'll he'll write some fucking thing about like this. He was really upset once about Chappie, and I was like, no, that movie was actually you know what? I thought I was gonna fucking hate that movie, but I liked it. And then he's like, well, fine. I'm glad you fucking like you know RoboCop meets whatever. I'm like, no, it was. It was more like fucking short circuit meets that, but it was really good. I think we're like fighting on Facebook all of a sudden, and um, then it was I'm, just I'm, like, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, man, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm, Sorry, Jacob, I should have used an unsafe word because, uh, by the way, I'm getting a divorce and everything's terrible. And this just happened to be the thing that, like, set me off. So if I had just said, like, Oklahoma beforehand, Jacob knew, like, Will's going to argue about this, but I don't need to take it personally. But do you think you would have, like, do you think you could? Okay, first of all, I'm team Jacob on this. Chappie is a piece of shit. Two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Do you think 
that like in your when you're in that fucking frame of mind that you have the presence of mind to also like acknowledge the irrationality of your behavior uh yes yeah, yeah sometimes i mean like you know how we were talking about uh, like rodney mullins right like in his ability to to perform you know there's that there's that whole professional thing skateboarder like, rodney mullins yeah, like where it's just action of the thought and then it's thoughtless and all these other things. I think the ultimate like friendship or, or understanding of people, especially if you have an unsafe word, is that you can, you know, it's not that like real friends means never having to say you're sorry. Like, I don't believe in like that, but I, I do believe, believe it's like, yo, you understand me well enough that when I say this, you know that like I only sort of mean this thing or that this is the case or whatever else. And I think that unsafe word is just a friendly reminder sometimes of how fucking great a friend you are, right? Sure. It's just like, yo, man, I'm not trying to burn the bridge. I love you, but oh my God, I have to freak the fuck out right now. Right. And you're my best friend, so here you go. And yeah. so I think, I think an unsafe word <clears throat> is at that, look, man, ju- if we want love and justice, yeah. fucking un- keep that unsafe word handy. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thoughts about that yeah one. i guess so shit do we, um, do we need it bo do we need an unsafe word i think we're good i don't right? know i don't feel like we need an unsafe word i never feel like this this my thing is always like i have a couple of things that i repeat a lot in my life and one of them is just lowering the stakes lowering mm-hmm. the stakes is a very important part of my life where sure. uh for you know for you and i for you and me for you and me uh i don't think the stakes are ever so high that where it's like fucking like well, fuck you forever. Like, it's just like, whatever, dude. Like, oh, sure. Like, my stakes are never that high. I try to be like, yeah. And, and I think, I think we, I think, although we should figure out if, even if we, if not even when we need one, but we should figure out what the unsafe word is here in a minute. But, you know, there is like the, ah, well, I know how much you fucking love to fucking hate, you know, on Austin or something else that I like. So could we just not do this? I'm like, right, right. Right, 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 right. Shit. Let's call it, let's have our unsafe word be, um, stuffed olives <laughs> this yeah. motherfucker ate blue cheese stuffed so olives in a fucking so closed good, car one time dog. like I, that was the closest i've ever been to murdering someone yo let me just um remember perdio street station <laughs> yeah just read that those blue stuffed olives and that like that <sighs> nasty like half blue cheese-ish like mm-hmm. olive oil they're in i Gross. i think that's what dream shit looks like <laughs> i think i think this is exactly what they're like that's so barfy Slake moth. Yeah, hey, you want to you hear from you want to hear from Brendan? Oh fuck! Yes. Hello, fam. What up? Hey, buddy. I uh, wanted to say thanks again for having me co-host last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope to do it again someday. Me fucking too, dog. Thanks so much, Brendan, for co-hosting yeah. uh, episode thirty of Telefriends. That was fucking awesome. Um, I am calling actually to. Uh, I've got to jam in for Mr. Will on his uh, mm-hmm, sub mm-hmm. spot. So uh, the jam that I have here uh, is by a gentleman named Pigmeat Markham. It's called Here Comes the Judge. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm jamming this one in, number one, is that it's funky as hell. Number two, I'm pretty sure that this song is where they got the concept for the 1991 garbage flick called Nothing But Trouble. Uh, oh. Enjoy. Looking forward to my jam out. Oh shit, man! This is we were hitting fucking love on the head tonight. We really all are. All these funky jams brought up nothing but trouble. Brendan, God, this that was like that was like I don't even know. That was like a BLT with avocado on it made out of love, <laughs> with a little like folded note that was like prepared by your dude, Brendan. Your precious dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he, the cold up swing is just about ready to do that thing. Oh, I know this. Don't and that ain't all. He'll give me time if you're big or small. Fall in line or this coat is neat. Peace, brother. Oh, here comes the dust. Here comes the dust. Everybody knows that he is. Yeah. Everybody near and far. I'm going to Paris to stop this war. Nice. All those cats got to listen to me because I am the judge and you can plainly see. I want a big round table when I get 
set down to wonder square. I'm gonna lay down the law. They better not budge. I bust some head because I am the judge. He is the judge. He is the judge. Everybody knows that he is the judge. Yeah, that was fucking here come the judge by Pigmeat Markham. Thanks, Brendan. Yo, hey, you're a hip-hop historian, but wasn't that, like, one of the, the, the songs that they cite about being a real early influence of hip-hop? It's like on some comedy album, but everybody was like, yo, that fucking shit. I don't know. Is the jam. That might be a blind spot in my uh, hip-hop history. Yo, did I tell oh, you about man. my idea for my, ne- my, for my next tattoo? I fucking have it planned out. No, <laughs> please. Oh, my God. This is the best idea I've ever had, because... <laughs> <laughs> it is it Brendan? Is it just Brendan? Because Brendan's face giving me a thumbs up. No. Yes. Uh, it just I, says "Great Tattoo, Bo." <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, no, it's a. You know how like you're in the shower and fucking like there's the shower uh, glass wall or whatever, and you just fucking draw shit on it when it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So I just wrote this phrase, almost like you know what William S. Burroughs would refer to as automatic writing. It just came out mm-hmm. of me like I was just the vessel for this thought. Yes. And now I'm going to get that phrase tattooed to my body in the traditional tramp stamp location. <laughs> Go on. It says, strictly hip-hop. <laughs> Done. Do it. I'm saying. Get on that table, man. Uh, anytime. I'm fucking ready. Wait, so, wait, here's the, here's the really important question about that, though. Okay. <laughs> what font? Oh, I got a whole thing picked out. I'll send it to the shit. Well, describe it for me. Well, okay, so there's this one tattoo artist in Berlin where I'm like, I, I, wanted to, I would go all the way to Berlin to get this dude to do his lettering for it. Alternately, I, could, I would be satisfied with a uh, strictly hip-hop lower back tattoo that um, looks, like, uh, looks like, um, like flea market airbrush tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that um, type of vibe. Yeah. Right. Please believe I'm into that. <laughs> It's my wife is really into it, which is really encouraging. Usually, Man, I, the, usually I want we're, dumb tattoos, and she's like, "That's ah, pretty fucking dumb." Um. <laughs> but you gotta get it. It's gotta happen. What's your jam out, dog? Oh man! So theme of the episode is love. Yeah. Talk about nothing but trouble. True. Hip hop. Yep. Early digital underground. Yeah. Kiss me and I'll kiss you back. Oh, fuck! Kiss you back. I got it if you're down. You can. It's it's pre Humpty, but you can still hear a little bit of it in his like can shock I fucking, G's, like smooth. I parts. love. I feel like Shock G is the least appreciated fucking like. He's got so many fucking jams, and is the hardest working man. Yeah, shimmy, shimmy, coco Fucking money B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weed chocolate. Mike crossover. I'm Coco and I might go pop. But it's about time, about time that you hear this. So pardon me, miss. But I'd like for you to hear this. Yeah, it's like proto Humpty, right? Yeah, he's got that kind of like. I'm talking to him. Kiss me. I'll kiss you back. Well, you look kind of cute to me. And see, he produced this song, so it was yeah. his idea to double up Money B's voice, and it sounds great! I would listen to Money B read the phone book. No word. Well, I just don't know, but I'll tell you what, though. If you kiss me, then I'll kiss you back. You know, the weird thing that happens in the song is towards the end, where it's like, maybe they had some alternate lyrics that... that the studio was just like, nah, man. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Tickle my tummy and I'll rub on your feet. Like, it's just, you're like, oh, well. And it's either like that, either the studio was like, yo, man, whatever you put in there before, which you know, use your imagination, sex wise. Right. They're just like, they're like, nah, dogs. Like, come on, like, and he's like, I yeah, think the thing about that first, is that- like, and they're kind of, they kind of have to take some notes from the record company. I think but the thing also about maybe, that is that maybe fucking, he's just a weird thing that he's into. Nah, man. Um, shock. The weird thing Shock G's into is fucking like eight minute rap songs. Yeah. And so the "Kiss You Back" that you hear is the, like the radio single version or whatever. And sure. so they just faded out. They're like, all right, like. Oh no, it's not even fading out. But it's the fact that he's like, you know, like tickle my tummy and I'll tickle your feet. Like, yeah. there's a weird part at the end where it's like they change the "Kiss Me and I'll Kiss You Back," and there's like "Hit Me and I'll Hit You Back." Like, it's real weird. Like, all oh, right. It's a, Right at the end. That like, is a weird part. Yeah. 
Because right. then Moneybee's like, smack me and I'll smack you back, or whatever. Yeah. That's a weird, yeah. Uh, and there's, there's another weird part where it's like, it's like talking about, it's like, hey girl, listen. I know other people would think this would make you super slutty, but if you sleep with me, I won't think you're slutty. <laughs> cool. It's cool. really weird. Thanks, Shock G. Great. So, Thanks, Shock G. So open-minded. <laughs> so sex positive. You know, it's so sex positive. Yeah. So, okay, so there's a, uh, so, um, there's a call that I want to say kind of inspired this episode. No word. This is where I got the idea. I'm excited. I would, I would love to. Hello, sweethearts, darlings, uh-huh. grandmas. Um, I was just wondering, your outgoing message always says that you love me. Yes. Love me. But what if I was, like, bad? I may be bad. You may um, be bad. Given the number of probably bummer <laughs> comments that have been thrown out. But I mean, like, what have you done for me lately? What have I? <laughs> it could be awesome, for sure. Like, what? how do you know... How do you know that you love me? You're trying to, like, get a whole bunch of people to listen. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of people to tell a bunch of people. And I guess the people that call should only be full of love or else their call won't be played. That makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe that's why you love me. Mm. Like, love me, love me. I work in a medical field, you know, and we're told not to address people by like diminutive or whatever or like um like darling endearment because we're not sure i disagree with that want to be called grandma or sweetheart well i just bought a bunch of elk um, <laughs> cool. i love that like, i don't know so i feel like it kind of applies a little bit love you know love stinks love mm-hmm. hurts mm-hmm. love rules uh love one another love yes less TVs love wait um what? You know, love I mean love love alright I guess love love ya love love you forever peace and love Aww. we love you too look yeah I'm gonna go on the record and just say I love you too and here's yeah. you gotta, gotta, love is kinda big this is one of my favorite things that, that David Burnham said. Like in, in his self-interview, they were like, "In this song, you do a love song, but you're not a whatever." And he's like, "He's like, yeah." They're like, "Oh, you don't write love songs." He's like, "Yeah, love is kind of big. Yeah. I like to write about like paper and houses and whatever." <laughs> and that and that ultimately ends up being about love. He did, yeah, exactly. These these sort of missives end up being about a bigger thing, which is why I think those like terms of endearment, like darling and whatever else, like. It's the sort of things you don't have to say. Like it, it, it's it's dumb smart, right? Like you don't have to over-explain love in that situation. And I feel like I get it. Like you don't want everyone to feel like they love you. But like I remember being like super uh, down about my life and going into a bathroom somewhere in East Austin and just on the wall in cursive, someone had written, "I love you, darling." Aww. And I was like, "Oh, everything is gonna be okay." So it is <laughs> all right to tell everyone you love them, even if they suck, caller, because at the end of the day. Doesn't everybody deserve to be loved, Bo? I think so. I'll say what the 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 reason that we say that on our outgoing message for telefriends, it's like we're not fucking around about it. Like our thing is one, you've uh, again, you could be anywhere in the world, you're doing this, and that's fucking awesome. Like if you mm-hmm. there's so much shit competing for your time and attention for you to give uh telefriends even the slightest bit of it is is fucking incredible and amazing and we love you for it. But also we love you. When we say we love you, what we're saying also is that, like, <clears throat> we'll never make you look stupid. Like, we don't, f- like, that's, that's kind of our, like, it's our agreement with the caller that we're not going to fuck you on this deal. You know? Sure. Like, I don't know. That's, like, kind of like the unspoken until now telefriends credo, which is, like, we solemnly swear to make you look cool. And if we can't, we just fucking won't play your call. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does that, ha- like, that happen? What? Like the, the like, sorry, man, I respect you, so I'm not going to play this. Um, no, I mean, like, not really. Like, the calls that we don't play are either the, the uh, audio quality is unusable. Oh, fuck, speaking of that, there's this dude who's called in three times with these incredible messages um, yeah. that are, uh, that are he, he starts it out, I can kind of make it out where he says, like, let's play another game of Name That Film. 
dog, you got to call uh, back in because they're awesome. But like the fucking the the audio is all choppy and like I you like you can barely hear the shit. Um, but please call back in. They're fucking great. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like we either don't use like stuff like that or we don't play bummers. Yeah, super no, but super bummers. Yeah. So like. Because, and also, like, not just because we don't want to bum out ourselves or the audience, but also because, like, you know, you don't want your fucking bummers on record, really. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So maybe caller, look, from a from a keeping everything great perspective, by ending with "I love you" is setting the show up for no bummers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a clever device <laughs> in which we make the world a better and positive place, just for you to leave a message for our ears. From which we love you. It's a full circle love. I, it, it, and again, it's a not a clever device in terms of it's a trick. It's not a trick. We love you. Yeah. So I love everything. There is a new segment on the show. Oh, it's it, it, we're gonna get to yeah, dog. Continue the adventure. Fuck the adventure yeah. continues and TFD and D installment right. number two. You got to pay close attention, Will Solari. I'm ready. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD&D. Yeah. Bo, you are Stone and the Brobarian, brave warrior of the Wolven Steps. Yeah. Will, you are Chongo Many Rips, mischievous cut purse from the... You are Chongo Many Rips, mischievous or mischievous cut purse. All right. Hey. As you approach the grand entrance to the halls of Hijink, you come across the most peculiar scene. A burly Brobarian enthusiastically tongue-fucks the ear of Blazit, fourth of twenty, well-known traveling hedge wizard. As you watch, the wizard's eyes roll back in a state of clairvoyant ecstasy. All the while, a massive granite guardian gazes on. As one, the seer and warrior turn to the stern statue and speak. Only the hero of sensitive ear and tongue will reveal the key. Say they. You see the animate statue's eyes light up first, but as you finish the third line, they dim and grow ever sterner. Wet ears impress not, it says, nor does simple mimicry. The key must be new. What do you do? The key must be new, Will. Oh, man. So it's... it's The key It has to do with sensitive words for ears? Something, that? something like that. All right, so... So last time, we, we first... Uh, it, it was like, only the hero of... Yeah, I remember, sensitive ear yeah. and sensitive tongue will gain entry or whatever. And so mm-hmm. Stone Ann, me, uh, stuck my tongue in the ear of Casey's yep. character, Blazit, fourth of twenty, uh, noted hedge wizard. And now there's a cut purse chilling in the cut. That's me. And your name is Chongo Mini Rips. Mm-hmm. And now you have to decide what you're gonna do. You have, like, because this is it. This how, is your so, one so how, shot. How, this is like, yo, with, like, with Chongo's story starts and stops here, I'm pretty sure. So, like. So, again, how was, how, what, what, did, what did our statue dude say about how he was, he was displeased with the tongue in the air? Yeah, he said, wet ears, because I stuck my tongue in, in Homeboy's ear, do mm-hmm. not impress, and simple mimicry will not suffice. The, the key must be new. Hmm. But it still has to do with having a sensitive ear and and tongue. And tongue, yeah, yeah. You still gotta get in. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use my stealth. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way while he's still disprovingly looking at you, tongue, Brendan. Make no, my it's way Casey. kind of was that? Casey. Oh, sorry, sorry. Casey. Yeah, Brendan so, was playing Casey's character. Right. <laughs> now right. you're playing your own character. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use my stealth, my mm. high dexterity as a thief. Kind of sneak up around the stone guardian. Sure. Get up in his ear while he's watching this happen. And be like, girl, girl, you know I'm there for you. You know that thing in my kid, he's five years old. The kid, man, look, I'm Italian. The kid likes to eat curry. I know it's not mine, but girl, I will fucking pay for it because I am there for you. I'm going to be there to the end. And then I'm going to roll a backstab on the barbarian. Whoa. Or not the barbarian, but the stone warrior. Excuse me. 
in the meantime, I don't see any of this happen, so I start whistling the uh, <clears throat> a tune that uh, bears an eerie similarity to uh, the whistled part of Guns N' Roses' Patience. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sorry I jumped the gun <laughs> on my thieving ways, but I will say that if you know if you want some sensitive ears, I mean, that is that is a melody to, to love saying. by. <laughs> So, okay, the, the ball, I think, is back in the DM's court. Moves I rolled a made. backstab on the, the, the dude after telling him some sensitive, heartfelt things about paying child support. Cold-blooded. I know, man. Dirty. But, I mean, hey, man, my, I'm a... What, what's my mango rips? What is my... <laughs> Chongo... <laughs> mini rips? I think so. Man, everything's a bon- yeah, everything's a, a weed thing too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you're yeah, right. Mini rips of a bong. Uh mini yeah, that makes sense. Still, Everything is a weed. I'm going, I'm going with the thing, and I'm gonna use my uh, my my ultimate backstabbing dagger, which is Resonator Two Judgment Bong, <laughs> right in the spine. <laughs> I I uh, fuck um will yes. I want to thank you for being the co-host of episode oh, 31 of Telefriends. I'm, 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 I am always thrilled to be here, Bo. I'm always thrilled to have you. Um, again, you're the, you're, you're, you're the third chair. Um, I, I love this show. It, thanks. For real. Um, what, fuck, I mean, so, like, you know, uh, we, you know we, we, I want to thank you, the, I want to thank you, the co-host. I want to thank you out there, the listeners. I want to thank all of you out there, the callers. Uh, for calling in to telefriends, um, absolutely, one hundred percent. Because it, I, I would say, if, if I if I can speak on the part of you and Casey, sure, that the I love you at the end is because again, this can't happen without your big, bright, beautiful calls. That's true. Where do we you love leave? that regardless, whether you're a, whether you're a, you're a fucking Hitler deep down or you're a saint. Where where do you leave those messages though, Will? Dude, dog. What? Three oh four. Five one eight. Correct. Jams. Jams. So yo, call fucking call in. Leave a message. Uh, yo, find us on Facebook. We're there. We also have a Twitter and an Instagram. What's up? Um, fucking, because that's the most important thing you can do aside from fucking listening and calling is to tell your friends about Telefriends. Uh, that's the way we can grow our show and continue to do it mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. build our audience and uh and shit. Can I can I make one last request? Sure. Yo, I want to. I there's some callers that I love, love, yeah. love, love. That dude who's got the like 365 stories, man. Yo, that guy needs to come back every week. I'm not hey, that guy. Holy dick, man. <laughs> I love everything about this show. <laughs> but that was like that was like putting you know we're talking about your heart growing two sizes. That was like putting like a Tokyo Drift level turbocharger on my heart when that happened. That shit was like, amazing. I was so ready for that to fail, and that guy hit it so far out of the park. Yeah. It was a fucking walk-off Grand Slam, was what yeah. that was. That guy. Where are you at? Number. Yeah, where are you at? Bring it back. Word. Yo, and speaking of bringing it back, you guys bring it back for episode 32, coming out next week. We have a very special guest. Uh, 32? Yeah. 32 is going to be a big deal for us. Um, Will. Yes. We have one last call. Let's do it. Hey, this is Trip, um, two-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome back. Um, what up, Trip? I was told that love is the topic. Yep. So I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me 15 years ago or that I witnessed. Oh, um, shit. I was just at a Chinese restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, I saw this couple. I'm assuming they were a couple eating together. They were sitting um, at diagonal chairs on a square table, so you know they were across from each other but not across from each other. And each of them had a plate in front of them, and then to their right... They were just holding open paperback books and reading them. They were both kind of like 40-something, white, a little fat, nerdy-looking, and uh, just totally ignoring each other, eating Chinese food and reading. I couldn't see what the lady was reading. She was, her back was facing me, so I couldn't see the cover of her book, but he was reading some pulpy sci-fi book. So I guess, Mm -hmm. as someone, as I'm describing very briefly something I saw 15 years ago, when you hear that, where does it fall on the love not love continuum um, 
at sort of first glance? Do you think it's pathetic, like, oh, man, this used to be some sort of relationship, and now look what they're reduced to? Or is it kind of, like, beautiful because, you know, they both just kind of want to be by themselves doing their own thing, but they love each other so much they want to do it together? Like, so how does that make you feel when you hear that? I'll take my answer off the air. You Well, you don't have a choice. <laughs> thanks, Trip. Yeah, thanks, Trip. God bless you. Hey, if 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 I, I know a trip, that's probably that trip. Yeah, that has one of the best raddest relationships, love level wise, in that stratosphere. Right. So, if I felt like anyone's qualified to talk about it, that's my dude, Trip. Okay. But I think we got to break this down the same way we talk about love and justice, right? Because there's that like love is never having to say you're sorry, which again is bullshit. <laughs> but like, isn't love to some extent? being alone with that person like you can be alone but still be together yeah like isn't there something magic about that and i think i think maybe, so for sure yeah i think I you think, like fucking don't like it's like you're i think this the trip thank you for your call i think you're sort of like maybe uh missing missing one of the the things about this which is this is two people with shared interests Mm-hmm. hanging out sharing each other's interests together and like there are two people who are really into fucking books and Chinese food and so it makes sense that they would get together but in order to pursue those interests they have to like kind of be alone together and that's I think kind of lovely yeah and then like maybe they go home at night they get into bed together and then they kill their dog named Brutus <laughs> Brutus <laughs> so so maybe they go home after that Chinese meal they get in bed and they're like oh my god you remember we were at the restaurant and read The Greatest Thing, and they have this like lovely dialogue then about what they read. Maybe also they're reading the same book. One yeah. of the coolest things I think you can do as a couple, and one of the most lovely, nice things, is like, especially if you don't see each other at a time, which is, is part of what goes on with me, you read the same book, and then you're like, oh my god, you get to chapter eight. Oh, we got to talk about this thing. And I've never quite got that because I fought it because there was like a bunch of Harry Potter people who like to do that. But also, that, I guess it could just be any book. So... Maybe, yeah, maybe they're reading the same book. Maybe later they were going to talk about it. Maybe they were just leveling. Maybe they were both reading self-help books about how to be better people Whoa. to be better partners. I'm going to, I am I am the king of fucking absolute negativity, and I'm going to go, I'm going to side with love on this one. Yeah, oh yeah. Say, that, is, that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. I they opened, agree. They opened up their Chinese fortune cookies, and it just said, you're great. Yeah. And they looked at each other, and they knew. Yeah, can I just tell you that me and Amanda right now are in the same book club, and so we're kind of always reading the same book. That's uh, adorable. Yeah, I know, right? This month, the book that we're reading is uh, Neil Stevenson's Cryptonomicon, which was not my suggestion. However, I am reading this book for probably the fifth time in my life. (laughs) But the shit fucking holds. I I did a similar thing with one of Jennifer Egan's books. With my main girl Jessica the other day, and it's great. Like it was, you got uh, new eyes on it, man. Especially when you got your your main partner's eyes on it too. Sure. Um, Will. Bo. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Bo. I love you. I Thanks love you for too, having buddy. me on the love episode. <laughs> yeah. Who else could I? Who, who else would it be? If not you, who? Uh, yo, thank you again. Three zero four five one eight jams. Jams. say i love you i want to say i love you too thank you for loving little b thank you for supporting me shouts out to my mom i love you yes you can cry to this yes i love you too if anything just happened no just just know this i live for you and i love this Thank you, Base World, for being nice. It gets cold on these lonely nights. Never had money, so I can't respect it. Really, I value friends, you feel me? OG told me, keep your heart. Keep spreading love and play your part. I just do the best that I can. Say real things and help my friends. I, I am not perfect, but I am great because I keep a smile. I know you are a superstar. Stay base and... Love me and hope I have a good life. RPTO dead family. I love you, base world for life. And I want you to have a good night and I want you to have a good day. Everybody know I see weird things, but it's gonna be okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love you.
just put it up to in the air sometimes i cry but it's okay we'll be all right boom, boom. i made this for all my people that's alive right now because sometimes man i feel dead we all feel dead man we alive on earth but we live and die it's for everybody that's in the sky everybody that's out here we all right it's okay to cry Brutus, fuck off.